Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7 FM, 97.3 FM, 1450 AM. WAOV, glad you could be with us this morning. Our first guest from the uh, uh, United Way of Knox County and also the United Way of Crawford County, Illinois. Mark yes. Hill. Good morning. Good morning. Wow. Right? It's still uh, it's still November, right? I mean, it's like I feel like I'm living in uh, northern Florida or something. You know, it's like <laughs> I was down in Evansville on uh, uh, it was a Saturday night. It was, I had a basketball game. It's four thirty, and it was pitch black in Evansville. I'm oh like, what God. is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but the temperature is just so so nice. I mean, it really is a mild time, and I, and and really really dry. But I know it's changing. It's going to rain tomorrow. So. Well, there you go. All right. Okay, let's do the, an update on the campaign. Yeah, so we, you know, we're we're kind of uh, puttering along here. You know, we had a really amazing response from the people up at the Edwardsport uh, IGCC power plant up there, part of Duke. Um, they have this silent auction called the Power of Giving that campaign that they ran through the uh, late uh, September, and so we had a check presentation with them. They that netted over twenty one thousand dollars with uh, a ninety five percent participation rate by their employees, which is just fantastic. That uh, was over three thousand dollars more than last year. Uh, probably one of our best local companies here is the Vincent's Water and Sewer Department. They have a hundred percent participation. They had an eight percent growth in their campaign, so that was amazing as well um so it's those kind of um uh, kind of solid um rock programs that we have that we can build on other success we're at about 63 percent of our overall campaign goal i know that's an unannounced goal but yeah <laughs> but that, that's okay um and i i know that laura and robin both say it's like look our goal is we got to do better than whoever did last year right you know and, and but you know they they really do keep me on task and they they brought a lot of new players to the table they they have been amazing co-chairs i really greatly appreciate them um and now we're looking at um um you know um trying to um, wrap up some of our campaigns with the, the newest campaign that we'll have starting uh, next week is at Wabash Steel. That's one of our traditional um, campaign uh, payroll deduction uh, plans. And so uh, we'll be gathering up as much information we can about those. You know, it's interesting, you know, somebody says, well, when does your campaign end? And it's like, well, you know, really not till probably early February because we get corporate matches from companies. We had a nice response from Springfield Electric recently when we went to visit them and they have a corporate match. So uh, we oftentimes find out about the matches uh, sort of after the fact, you know, they'll turn their local pledges in and then they get a match back. From the What's where's the match com it comes from that company? Yes. They yes, have matching. Right. Oh, yeah, I yeah. never heard of that. Yeah. So there, there are a number of companies that do match and that really uh, helps significantly. And then that's the corporate uh, contribution uh, to those campaigns. Okay. I, I learned something. I did. I did not know they do that. Yeah. So the, the, and, and we're going to talk about giving Tuesday here in a second, but you know, people, you know, we're continuously interested in getting, uh, individuals that maybe have not participated in our campaign to, uh, to make a contribution and they can do that online, uh, with us. Um, and so that's, and, and again, you know, we talked about matching dollars. Uh, the Lilly corporation, um, is a huge part of how we, draw down additional dollars and we have over the last two years drawn down uh, close to $75,000 in additional money and those are the things that go towards programs like the Vita tax services and the kindergarten jump start and the homeless task force. All right let me ask you this and let's do some simple math here. The money you raise for the campaign will determine how much money is allotted to the 
public service organizations under your umbrella. Correct. Right? I mean, so we, so we, you know, the the cycle is is pretty much year round. So we start in um, the uh, spring by asking uh, companies that want to be a part or camp or uh, business. <laughs> local social service agencies that want to be a part of our campaign, we ask them to give us a thumbnail sketch of what they would like us to raise dollars towards. And it has to be to one of those four goals, which are health, mental health, um, financial stability, uh, education, and then basic need. And if it meets those five, four criteria, then they're allowed to be a part of our campaign. Then uh, later, after the campaign itself is run, they have to give us an annual report on what they did with last year's dollars, as well as a significant uh, detailed account of what their um, what their grant would be towards in 2024. So okay. we're raising money now to be distributed in 2024. And so it's a year-round cycle so like we'll meet with our agencies in December and say okay you know the deadline for the annual report and the grant are due in uh, early January <clears throat> and that way they can get as much information to us as they can and then we jury that and then make the determination so you're right most of the dollars that, that come in uh, to our campaign go out to those 30 partner agencies in varying degrees anything from a thousand dollars to probably twenty thousand dollars depending on the size and breadth of those organizations um, and we have a committee that determines that okay now I, I got a question and this is one that comes up every year during this time those agencies don't fundraise because that's your time to fundraise well that, that really is off the grid now I okay, mean, we, okay. we, we used right. to have um, uh, years ago actually. a cooling down period is what I think yeah, yeah it was kind of a blackout so that we weren't like tripping over each other's toes uh, we recognized some time ago that there really wasn't any credibility in doing that because we were just constantly saying somebody said well you know we're going to have our fundraiser in the fall is that okay and it's like yeah why you know the, the you know and, and we know the difficulty that everybody has with fundraising and, and it's a challenging thing across the board particularly uh, once COVID hit so we we, we pretty much uh abolish that kind of rule oh okay yeah so it, it doesn't exist anymore and the most irony of all is is, is salvation army you know their biggest campaign is bell ringing it, you know how can you tell salvation army well we want to raise money for you but you can't go ring bells you know it's like no we wouldn't do that in fact we have a display in our window which is our christmas display uh which is encouraging people to ring bells for salvation army so that's one of the things we've done just uh, this past uh, month is uh, offer space in these three really nice uh, windows that we have on main street and so we have the grasshopper group which is part of cfs we had a veterans display uh on one side and then we have the bell ringing in the middle so it's yeah why not i mean that a lot of people uh, drive by and walk by uh, the united way office so we want to be good partners okay because i didn't realize i thought that was still in existence because the question i was going to ask no, you is no no that's a, that, that, that died with the dodo bird about I, I would say formally died about five or six years ago okay all right because at this time, also, you mentioned Salvation Army. They're accepting coats. They're accepting stuff for the food pantry. Right. Uh, we have other pantries that you have also. Yeah. And that, they, they, they want you to give, but again, I did not realize that that was off the yeah, table. Yeah, so, now. you know, we formed a group uh, sometime back ago, Gary Hackney and Bumper Hosteller at the time and myself, and, and, and still sustained with a, a different membership in some ways, uh, between the foundations and the community. So the Community Foundation, the, the Vincent School Corporation Foundation, the hospital, uh, foundation uh, Vincent's University and we get together uh, quarterly and kind of compare notes about what's going on with our various um, 
uh, campaigns and different things. And what we say is, you know, we are all fishing in the same small pond, you know, and so if we can work collaboratively and look for opportunities to, to not overlap and uh, assist each other. That's been a great uh, communication process. And uh, so, yeah, I think people appreciate that, that collaborative work. Okay, one more item on this before we move on. If you want to give to the United Way and you say, you know, I want this money I'm giving to go to Babe or, or go yes. somewhere, yeah. you can earmark your money. That's forever. absolutely true. That's a, we do have uh, the uh, an allocation process. So like even on our online process, if you go to uh, unitedwayofnoxcounty.org and click on Donate Knox, um, you'll get a, a banner that'll say contribute to all, or you can drop down this menu and choose any one of those uh, 30 partners to donate your dollars specifically towards. Okay, uh, let's move on to Giving Tuesday. So Giving Tuesday, you know, it's kind of cool because it's a step away from everything else commercial that happens around Thanksgiving. You know, I wrote a, a letter, an editorial here just recently about, you know, uh, staying grounded in in the Thanksgiving and being thankful for things, but you know we have Black Friday traditionally. Although Black Friday started a month ago, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black Friday specials going on now. You know, and then we have Cyber Monday, which is you know the online sales, which that's where a lot of sales are. Um, so uh, Giving Tuesday is kind of a nice pause. Lots and lots of companies, lots and lots of uh, uh, charitable organizations use that as a platform. So we have a, a, a banner out there on our Facebook site uh, that some people can tab on and donate to United Way on or before November 28th, which is the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Um, and so it's a, just kind of a nice uh, wake-up call to the community and saying, hey, you know, it is Thanksgiving. Let's be thankful and give back to those in need. You know, it's uh, also got Small Market Saturday. We want to make Small Business Saturday. We want to yes. mention that and shop local. Be yeah, well, I, yeah, I be... saw the BOGO campaign got uh, uh, promoted uh, in the paper today, you know, so that's, uh, you know, that's quite laudable too, you know, to, to, to think about what can we do to, to bring things in locally and, and support the people that are in need. But that's what the United Way is all about, though, isn't it? Supporting local. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, what I find in, in when we just had our state meeting recently and, uh, you know, when I've been to national conventions and different things, I mean, United Ways are pretty much the same everywhere you go um, in terms of how they try to listen, how they try to reach out and meet the unmet needs in the community and, and get agencies and organizations and, and companies to work together. All right. Let's take a break. We'll have more with Mark after this on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger, Mark Hill from the United Way of Knox County and also the United Way of Crawford County, Illinois, joins us. And, uh, you know, we haven't mentioned the word tracker lately. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. we have just let's let's go back. What is tracker? So a charity tracker is a, a computerized program that assists the social service agencies and uh, and donating organizations to keep track of the dollars that are uh, benefiting uh, agencies in the community. And so it does two things. Number one, it keeps track of where those dollars go to and where they're expended, but also that it holds uh, customers, consumers, 
uh, responsible for the process. And so anyone that goes to Salvation Army, St. Vincent de Paul, helping his hands that are part of that network um, are enlisted in that program. And then people across the network can confidentially keep track of where things are expended. So if somebody needs help with a Duke Energy bill and go to Salvation Army and get some assistance there, then that gets registered in the system. And then so if that same person goes to uh, St. Vincent de Paul and asks for the same help, they'll, they'll see that they'd already received some money from Salvation Army, but you know maybe they can help them in other ways. So it, it helps unduplicated uh, processing, and it was originally conceived when I very first started at uh, United Way uh, to kind of help uh, take care of Christmas gifting for school uh, corporations and their social workers that spent two months of their <laughs> year just trying to get Christmas for gifts. And some kids would get eight things at Christmas, some kids would get none, and there'd be angels still left on Christmas trees. And so we tried to fi find a way to equitably d distribute those things, and it's really been effective. Uh, we'd fallen away from meeting uh, here recently, so we're going to bring that back. And actually, the library's been gracious in allowing us to kind of meet there. Uh, so we used, used to meet about every other month, and so we're going to get back into that practice. One of the things we're looking at in Charity Tracker, Charity Tracker was actually the origin of the Homeless Task Force because groups get together and they share information about what they're doing. And then uh, from that, we determined, you know, there was a homelessness process problem back in 2019. Uh, similarly, the um, uh, along those lines, you know, one of the things that a lot of our organizations are involved with is in uh, providing warming centers. And so one of the things that we'll be talking about on the 21st um, is, you know, what organizations like the library, like Salvation Army, etc., the city uh, has places where people can go for hours at a time, get some, you know, get some warmth there, can also get some resources at the same time. Um, and then we'll also be looking at um, an emergency sheltering situation should we run into a storm like we had around the holidays last year. Um, and of course we used the Margaret Compton Center to do that last year. So we're looking at uh, whether we'll be doing th there or somewhere else. Uh, so those are some of the things we'll be doing with that group. All right, let's uh, move on. Homeless Task Force. Update. So, you know, out of the Homeless Task Force, uh, you know, we launched this uh, landlord education program that was held last night and uh, yesterday afternoon at the Knox County Public Library. Thank you for that. And uh, Children and Family Services presented information about uh, three or four different uh, programs that they manage that affect the homeless population. <clears throat> TIBRA being uh, the most impactful program that's been quite effective. Um, and this, these are funds that the city applied for and, and got grants for, and now we're actually finding out today about the extension of that grant. So we're serving uh, 30 families through local landlords uh, where they get rental assistance. And so it's a joint uh, application process between the tenant um, Tenant-based rental assistance is what TBRA stands for, and they call it TBRA. Uh -huh. um, you know, like every acronym, it just flies around the room. And and so, um, so there were landlords at the meeting that had been participating in that, and new landlords that were listening to that and uh, wanting to be a part of that. And I think there's a waiting list of about 30 people in in that. But it's amazing what progress and and the. Uh, again, going back to responsibility, I mean, there, there's weekly case management that's involved in the TBRA program uh, that uh, connects with the clients, uh, finds out what their needs are, gets helps them assist them towards employment, uh, and then basically whether they get uh, assist rental assistance for 18 months or less. Um, it depends on their income and, and their ability to pay their rent. Um, and so it guarantees the landlords that they'll have people 
that are, are going to have rent uh, and also other kind of assistance, but more importantly, have that case management component and hearing those landlords and the case managers. I, and I made the comment to this the group last night. I was like, you know, I mean, landlords sometimes get this, you know, sort of stereotypical. Absolutely, you know, yeah. And, and then the same for their tenants, you know, it's kind of like, oh, all tenants are blah, 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 you know, and people are saying, oh, landlords are, you know, yeah, they're mean and they don't respond. They call them slumlords. Yeah, like, right. No, but, no, but, you not. know, it was said in a room of caring people that really are trying to help their uh, renters and go the extra mile. And now they have a program that really assists them. And then we talked about two other programs um, that uh, that are also run by the state. This this uh, uh, TBR program is run locally, but uh, there is a rental assistance program uh, through Indiana Housing that also provides rental assistance. It's a little complicated uh, application process, but there are staff here and they're located at the Margaret Compton Center uh, that will assist renters and landlords in processing that information, which is really what they need. And then there's a program called Landlord Mitigation Reserve, which when, when things do fall apart and, and people that qualify, uh, then, then you know, it's kind of like insurance for landlords. So um, I, I had some, there were some people in the room there, I had no idea they were landlords. And I asked them, I said, this local business uh, couple, and I'm like, how many how many homes do you have? They have 17 rental. I'm like, wow. really? I had no idea. And uh, so, but that that's the backbone of this. And so, even though we don't have a shelter, um, you know, we do have processes where we can assist people uh, towards meeting some of these needs. And then the uh, the, ta the task force itself, and that was the other opportunity we had too, is just to kind of explain what the uh, homeless task force is about. And we'll be meeting on December 12th at Helping His Hands. And we probably have as many people that participate on Zoom. You know, I'm one of the ladies that attended the noon meeting yesterday was a veterans affair person that, you know, wanted to be a part of that process because, you know, what we all know about homelessness now, I hope, is that there's a dozen different ways why and how people become homeless. And it's not a condition in itself. It's just a category that describes uh, people in need. Okay. You had a quarterly agency meeting coming up, don't you? Yeah, so, you know, really put the whole show, Ed, thank you very much. I mean, it's really centered on collaboration, cooperation, getting people to share information together. And so our quarterly meeting of our community partners will take place at Kemper on 12-12, uh, uh, December the 12th. Um, and that's the last meeting for our, our partner agencies for the calendar year. And we'll be focusing on helping those agencies finalize their grant applications prior to the January 15th deadline. But it's also that op uh, uh, another opportunity for us to say, hey, you know, we still have a uh, six weeks left in our, you know, calendar year in the, in the campaign, and we're, you know, wanting your assistance in doing that. You know, we have been publishing a week, a monthly newsletter now, mm -hmm. so I think having that has been helpful. Our uh, because of the campaign itself, we ask people at the time of uh, filling out pledge cards that they give us their um, email address, and then we, you know, um, we send them an email and, and with the newsletter each month. If they don't want it; they can opt out. They can unsubscribe. Uh, but I think it's a nice way to keep them posted about that. You know, one of the things I put in that newsletter recently were just like the hospital is uh, is having, uh, if, in in light of the, the loaves and fishes not really being operational now in the community, the hospital has uh, stepped up with the a meal program. Um, and then you and I talked at the break about uh, the St. Francis Xavier Parish has a Thanksgiving program. So we do things like that to promote uh, activities of all the agencies. And so oftentimes we get a little different exposure uh, that we want to share about what our 
partner agencies are doing. Okay, what's going on over in Robinson? So they just had, the, uh, earlier this week, they had their Art with a Heart program. What a sweet program. And I think this is the third year. And I think it netted uh, roughly about $6,000. Uh, we haven't got final figures in on that, but I talked to Barb earlier in the week, but I went over to that. And uh, it's at uh, JB's uh, Steakhouse there on the square in Robinson, really nice setting. And so it's, it's a, a pleasant kind of uh, silent auction and public auction of community art that people contribute. Uh, there's some amazing pieces of work there. I really am always astounded by what's, uh, what's provided. And one of the things they did this year was they had a youth competition uh, where they had really young kids all the way from kindergarten all through high school submit art and then they juried that with some art teachers in the community and so then those were also auctioned off so it's kind of cute you know and those went for you know some of those went for several hundred dollars um, so it was really kind of nice and they they had also a drawing and and a 50 50 kind of pot and things that were going on there as well so that, that's kind of just a nice uh, fundraiser um, that in some ways is kind of low-key but also um, promoting uh, good art amongst people in the good county of Crawford all right I do want to go back to one thing on these uh, in the allocations you, I guess um, people don't have to understand these groups these organizations they have to apply every year it doesn't roll Correct. over. It's it not. A, it's not a standing kind of thing. Yes, we we do have expectations, and there are. I would say maybe of the thirty, you know, maybe we have four or five that are that are kind of standing, and and they're they're typically um, not a whole lot of change in their requests from one year to the next. But the majority of them actually um, do take the whole process seriously. The you know, we our expectation is that they they, they do something that's measurable. Uh, that it, that shows impact in people's lives. We are not giving dollars uh, to organizations just to keep the lights on or to you know uh, buy a new refrigerator or whatever that particular need might be for that food pantry. I mean, we're looking at uh, programs and services that directly benefit clients uh, in those four categories I talked about previously. So they have to really demonstrate that and detail that. Um, and so they know that, and uh, of course, we'll coach them all along the way to assist them. And, and then some, uh, you know, one of the things that happens at that agency meeting is that, you know, people learn from each other and they don't duplicate something that someone else is doing in the community. They're looking for meeting some other gap in service. All right. Um, if anybody has any questions on topics we've talked about, who they contact? Yeah, because you know we have a uh, an admin now in our office, so we have a full time office kind of representative there. They can call our number at eight one two eight eight six three six two four, or they can uh, you know go to our Facebook site, uh, which is United Way of Knox County Vincennes. Uh, we had to put Vincennes in there because we had a compromise of our old site. So uh, and there are a lot of Knox counties actually. There are like three <laughs> other Knox counties in in the country, one in Illinois, one in Kentucky close by to us so uh we you know we do try to to be unique in that regard or they can you know contact me by email at director at unitedwayofnoxcounty.org and i would say you know that title means what it says and means i'm replaceable right you know it's not <laughs> not mark hill at united it's director so whoever that director is is going to get that email always a pleasure mark have a yeah, happy thank thanksgiving thank you very much same to you and we'll see you next month great all right stay tuned more of the morning chat coming up on waov